Welcome to the MS Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Feltham, and it's about to get real as we listen to the victories and struggles of our own MS Gym members. So let's dive in. On May 15th, 2017, the MS Gym launched its first recording. In the last four years, the membership has grown to 25,000 members and can be viewed in 98 different countries around the world. Hello, MS Gym family. So glad you could join us today for um, our podcast. And today I have a special guest, Denise, all the way from overseas in Ireland. So Denise, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Thanks very much for having me. Denise, can we learn um, a little bit about how your MS journey started? Um, When were you diagnosed and what were your beginning symptoms? Okay, I was diagnosed in 2009. And first of all, it was my eyesight, so optic neuritis. I always had a bad eyesight since I was a child, like three or four. I had an operation on my eye, so I wasn't too concerned. And then when they said MS, I shouldn't really believe them. I'm just there. Oh, okay. I didn't believe it. I was there. Yeah. So then I went on. I got married and had another baby in 2007. So I didn't really believe it. And then um, when I had the spinal tap, then it was confirmed. And I went, okay. I was okay. And I was working as a head chef. So I didn't really have any problems until one day I kind of went blind when I was chopping an onion, which is not very good in work. <laughs> Especially when you're a chef, you're kind of going, oh, something's wrong. So I went to an optician and then I was sent into an eye specialist. And then they said, no, it's definitely an MS. And then I was sent to a neurologist and then they confirmed it's MS. Okay. But other than that, I was fine. Like I had a bit of a limp, but nothing major. Like it didn't impact my life at all. Okay, so that that's a common thing, right? Normally, like female, um, thirties, and you know, the first sign is optic neuritis. So you know, you know, like I just because I had so much problems with my eyesight growing up. That's why I thought it must be something to do. I didn't think was MS. To be honest with you, Mm I had no idea. So it sounds like your beginning symptoms were pretty mild, and you were able to kind of cope with MS. Did they offer you any treatment in the beginning? I did take these uh, injections, Beta-Viron. I had to inject myself and I hated that. I really, really hated that. Um, So I did that for four or five years. And then I got cellulitis and my stomach was doing it so much. So it was awful. It was so painful. So after that, um, I just said to my neurologist, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't care. I'll have no medication. I'm not putting myself through that again. So then he changed me to Delinea, so it was a tablet. So I was taking one tablet every day. So that was so much better. Um, that was how it started. So do you do you know um how common MS is in Ireland? Like at the time you were diagnosed versus now, has that changed at no, all? My friend had it. She got it when she was twenty one, and I always thought, ah, oh, poor Neve, she has MS. Like she walked with a stick and stuff. But I never really thought much about it. I'm not then. When they said I had MS, I kind of laughed it off and went, I don't have MS, not me, she's no way. So I was always thinking of her, but she never got any worse. She always had a stick when like, she had a carriage to the teacher. So like, it didn't really affect her life. Like, she was tired, her fatigue was a big thing for her. But I didn't understand how bad I could get. Like, I had no idea until it really hit me. So at what point in your journey did your symptoms go from manageable 
to life changing? 2017, I had a relapse and it was just like, I didn't know what MS was. Like I knew the name and I used to tell people, oh, I have MS for me, blah, blah, I have MS. But then when I had this relapse, it impacted everything. Like you wouldn't believe, I was in hospital for a month, but like I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk. My swallow was affected, like everything was affected. It was horrendous. Like I, I, my balance was gone. I couldn't lift my arm even to brush my hair, brush my teeth. I was going, what is this? And I'm here, this is MS. I don't like this. I don't want this. No, no, I don't want MS. So that's when it hit me. It really sounds like that relapse had a lot of impact in your life. What happened after that month in the hospital was over? Mm-hmm. So then that was the start of 2017. And then when I came home, I got pregnant. Hey, <laughs> just making sure that worked, you know? <laughs> so um, then I had my baby. That was such a hard pregnancy because I didn't recover from being in the hospital for a month. Mm-hmm. And then when I had him, I had him in the end, November 2017. And I was here, okay. So then the following February, I went back to my neurologist and I went back on treatment. I was on Tisabri and the infusions. And I was on that for about a year, but I didn't feel any better. Like I start back at the gym, my own gym. I used to be mad at the gym myself before I had that really bad relapse. And then when I had my baby, I said, I'm just not better. Oh, my God. It was really depressing. Like I was really, really in a bad mental state. Like I thought, like, I'm I'm 41. This is not my life. I couldn't do anything. Like even getting dressed in the morning, even standing to have a shower, like basic things. I'm where oh, I couldn't do it. Even the baby, I could barely lift him. I couldn't bring him upstairs to go to bed. I'm where oh my god. And my husband, he works for a Dublin airport, and he was gone like for twelve hours every day, so I couldn't leave the house. You really had a lot on your plate, and now with this new level of disability, what steps did you decide to take next? So then that's when I decided the HSBC, I, someone said about it online on Facebook, I was there, what is this? And then I inquired about it and I was there, I'm going to check this out. And then I found out about it and then I found out people who had done it around me and I spoke to them about it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing this because my life is not worth living. Like I really didn't want to live anymore. It was that bad. Like it was horrendous. And I'm even with the baby and stuff, like my other two sons, I'm like, no, no, I just, I can't do this. I, I just want to be a burden. Like I've always been independent. I've always done things myself. It's a very big decision to choose something as drastic as HSCT. How did your journey go along with that? Where did you go to have the procedure done? I had it done in Moscow. Only because it was Moscow or Mexico. And I know in Mexico, it's not 24-7 care. You have to go and live in an apartment and stuff. That's the only thing that put me off it um, because I know other people who went to Moscow. And because my disability, like I could barely walk 20 meters, like if even, so I used to sit all day. I couldn't move. Like even if I did like everything ate, even like if I come down the stairs in the morning, that'll be it. I would go back to the stairs. So then I had that in the start, the January, February of 2020. And then when I came back, obviously the whole world went into a mayhem <laughs> pandemic. I'm like, oh, okay. I was supposed to get busy and everything. And I was so weak. And then, you know, when you kind of go, what have I done to myself? I didn't realize it. I, I was so weak and I couldn't actually move anything. I'm like, oh no, why did I do this to myself? 
So thankfully, we know that the struggle isn't the end of your story. How did you go about finding the MS gym? Over the months, like my husband was off work for the six months. We had to cocoon and everything. So it was great. It was great for my recovery. And that's when I found the MS gym. Mm. Because I couldn't get physio. I couldn't do anything. Obviously, you can't leave your house or anything. And we were cocooning. And then someone who had the HSBT told me about the MS gym. And I'm here, okay, must check this out. And then I think it was April, May time. I was there. No, I have to start doing something. There's so much, only so much sitting around. You have to do. I have to start moving now. I have to start getting back into it. And then I found the MS gym. And I wasn't, I didn't pay up for the membership straight away. Because I was here, what is this about? And then when I heard Trevor speaking, and he was so passionate. And he was, he knew so much about MS and how MS people move. I'm here, oh my God, he knows so much about it. Like, mm-hmm. I've never met anyone like this before. <laughs> like, he just knows everything. And then. I was there, okay, I'll pay up, and I joined the membership then, and I was there, okay, and then I was doing the program somewhere, and then I was sitting there, like, doing, you know, the CETA programs, and I'm like, this, like, so boring, like, this can't be helping, like, you're sitting there moving your arm, like, do you know what I mean, I'm like, oh, I used to be in the gym, I used to do spin classes, like, seriously, this is just not happening, and then my husband's here, just stick with it, I'm like, okay, but, like, he was there doing his workouts, like, you know, pounding and jumping up and down. I'm sitting there with a the chair going, oh, look, my arm's moving. Wow. Like, you know, that's why I was there. Oh, look, I'm just going to stick to it. And I did it like every day. I was doing it six times, like six times a week. So every day I was doing it, except one day. And then gradually, like, it kind of started clicking in my head. I was there. Oh, now I get it. I'm here, oh, okay, I'm not going to be so critical. But uh, I didn't give up or anything. I just kept doing it. I'm here, like, we're not doing nothing else. We can't leave the house. So we're going to do it. I'm going to do this. And, you know, you mentioned about, you know, like you were doing seated exercises and you felt like you're just moving your arms around. You're thinking this is, you know, this is, this is not going to work. I'm sorry for saying it, but like, I'm sure everybody thinks at the time, think, oh, I can do much more than this. Obviously, (laughs) there's a reason for it. (laughs) I have no patience. all that's wrong with me and it is it is a common you know it's a common dialogue actually in the yeah. MS gym you know we have this picture of you know all the things that we used to do but we need to we need to kind of focus on where we are in that moment and that's you know that's one of the reasons Trevor's come up with so many of these seated programs and even some of these new uh bed-based programs um yeah. because it helps our bodies feel safe so that we can actually engage the muscles we need to, to walk yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's so many stories and people, you know, just like yours. And they said that, you know, this is a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. And, and then like a few months in with the dedicated work that you did, suddenly they're seeing these, you know, tremendous victories. And it's because yeah. their brain felt safe enough. I can use these muscles properly and now I can go and walk. Now I can go and do these things that I couldn't do before. So it's, 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 a, it's a mental shift for sure. But it's, you know, there's so many stories um, of how people have gone from doing like these seated exercises um, for, to it translating into, into walking movement. So it sounds like you were putting the time and effort into the exercises. What were the first changes you noticed? I could never get down and play with baby on the ground. But then suddenly I could sit on the ground and do my exercise on the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, I could sit, I could 
get up again. Anyway, <gasps> look at this. Me, my husband's there, like, oh, like I remember trying to get on the floor when I first came back from HSCD, and I couldn't get off the floor. My husband had to pull me up. I was there. Oh, no, it was crazy, absolutely crazy. So I could do it again. Lately, uh, you have posted some incredible. Uh, victory stories, you know, in our Facebook group, the members only corner for obviously yeah. for um, members. And you uh, posted this one walking unassisted um, for like a couple hundred meters or something. Can you tell me about that one? It's an amazing one, isn't it? I have been trying, like I'm walking around the house on ages and everything, but I remember posting ages ago, like how do you manage to go outside? It's confidence thing. I was so afraid going outside and I have trekking poles too, but I, I want to try and not use them. But I remember posting on the members only going, how do I walk outside unassisted? And I remember Trevor came back to me and he said, just make sure, because there's always kids running around this estate and there's always something happening. And then with pandemic, kids weren't in school. I'm where, oh God. And it was cold as well because the wintertime, I hate the cold. My legs just don't work in the cold. So that's one thing that hasn't really come back. So I was there, how do I do it? How do I make the transition? How am I going to? And he was just saying to me, just make sure a day where it's calm and just take your time, just do five minutes and just try it. And I've gradually done that. And I'm here at the more. And then recently, my the youngest fellow, like his three, he goes to play school and he goes around the corner from where I lived. So my husband is working now, so I had no choice but to bring him, <laughs> or otherwise he's at home. So I said, oh, I'll bring him. If I have to crawl there, I'm bringing him. So I went, okay, fine. I'll bring the poles over when he's with me because he's just crazy. I'm here, okay, I bring my poles. But then when I'm coming back, I'm trying to not use the poles. So gradually, and then the day I went outside, it was a nice day. All the kids were in school. It was only my husband around, so he video for me. I'm like, oh, sure, we'll go over here and I'll try it. And then I said, like, will I just try walking myself? He goes, do you want to? And I said, sure, we might as well try. I'm a believer. Look, if I try and I fall, sure, fact, at least I tried. So I, I went and started walking anyway. Um, I just kept going and going. He goes, oh, we'll just keep going and see. I'm like, okay, just don't talk to me. <laughs> we'll just keep going. So I just kept walking and walking. And he goes, okay, well, the end wall is coming up. Like, we'll just try and get to there. And it just seems so far away. So I wouldn't really look up to see what was around me I'm like, okay I'm just not looking I'm just going to keep walking one foot in front of the other one keep going keep going and I did it you know you nailed it on the head when you said you know you just kept telling yourself one step one foot in front of the yeah, other and yeah and I think we I think it's so easy to lose sight of that we we don't we don't take the value in what one step is but one step leads to two steps and you know at least to more and you know Trevor's done a great a motivation Monday talk that many people have heard about. You know, if you can walk three steps, you can walk that's, thirty. Yeah. You can walk thirty, you can walk three hundred, and and that's exactly your story, right? You started small amount, like grew. even around my kitchen. These it's always been in my head. Like he always said, if you do one, I'm really do I really believe him? And then I do it, and I'm like, oh okay, maybe I can do it. So more, it's more about confidence as well. And like you believe you're going, oh, okay, well, if they can do it. And then if people see other people's videos, but if they can do it, I surely can do it. So that's why I post the video to hopefully give some people some motivation and you know it can be done. Like, and it's all to the MS too. I like put your name in the search engine in, uh, in our Facebook group and it pulled up your videos from like, 
the recent one and then one from six months ago and one a few months after you had the stem cell done. And it was my jaw dropped when I watched your, the transition from you shuffling barely, like taking no. a few steps. And, you know, in, in that moment, that was a huge victory for you. And then watching every few months, you posted a new video and just like the transition, you know, from your dedicated, consistent effort of, you know, putting, putting the time and work into like you don't realize you're doing things like even sitting down doing that and you're kind of going really but obviously it's working and I believe it's really working and I want to walk so badly and I want to be back to normal so badly like it's been four years since I had that relapse and I want to get back to where I was so badly that's why I'm gonna make myself do it it can be possible like with exercise like it is amazing like it's totally changed my life Trevor has totally changed my life because I never know how much he's helped me because obviously he records it and like I'm switching on, but he doesn't know I'm logging on because obviously he doesn't see me doing it. But like, oh my God, him and Misty, like the two of them were so funny together. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. It, we've all kind of grown to, you know, love, love Trevor so much and stuff. Yeah. And it's funny that sometimes the people in our family who hear him all the time, they kind of roll their eyes. I know in my house, all the, oh, great, Trevor's <laughs> on again. But you and your gym, yeah. So <laughs> it, in a way, there's some eye rolls, but I think at the same time, our, you know, our loved ones are so happy that we have something uh, that we can, you know, put our time and effort into, into our own healing, right? Like that there's that resource. Because my family just can't believe the difference in me. Because obviously you were saying about my earlier videos, like even when I'm even the very first one, when I even walked one way up the kitchen, I was kind of going, oh, I actually, because I hadn't walked in so long on my own. Oh my God. And that was just a few steps when I came home and we're, oh my God. So it can only get better. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Like even some of this, like it's, it's been such a road, but like it's been a great road. Just because I see the victories now and I see the difference in my walking. Like that's why I keep all my videos just to see the difference in my walking. It's just been amazing. It really has. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's so true. I know in in the membership, um, we often recommend people do videos because sometimes in your head, you can't see what's going on. You can't see the changes, but then when you watch those videos, like there, you can't deny, you know, what the videos yeah. tell you. Yeah. So we've been kind of in COVID and I'm not sure what it's like in Ireland, you know, versus North America, but we, you know, life has been in COVID in, in North America, we're in our kind of our third lockdown now. So COVID's been going on for like a year and a couple months now. So, you know, we all, we all believe that, that COVID will come to an end. What, what do you think your life will look like after COVID? What, what are your goals post COVID? I can't wait to go in an airplane, go traveling again. Cause we used to go on holidays all the time. And obviously last year we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Working to go. And then this year, probably not so much either. So I just want to go traveling because my poor three-year-old, he has been nowhere. He just he doesn't even have a passport. Like he doesn't know what the whole world is like. So I'd like to show him even to go to the zoo. I'm planning like they're already starting to open up things. We've been in lockdown too since January. So we're starting, I think the 10th of May, they're starting to open up more things now. So I'm hoping to bring him to the zoo, see the animals. He's never been to the zoo like, you know, Things we take for granted, he's never done. You're kind of going, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he's never been to McDonald's either. I'm her, I'm 
bring him sometime. <laughs> Silly things, I know, but like he's never been, so it's good. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously some of your goals are, you know, to be strong and healthy for your children, to, to give them that yes. life that you want for them to have. Yeah, that's a given. <laughs> I'm yeah. determined, like, because I'm determined so much, I don't want to be a burden on anyone. I want to be independent again. Like, that's my goal, is to be independent. To walk around that full pitch, even maybe to run. But then again, before I demos, I'd never run either. So I'm hardly going to say I'm going to run a marathon because I'm never going to run a marathon. I just want to walk. My goal is to walk down to my town, like down the village. Like I used to walk up and down with my 13-year-old. I remember I used to walk up and down, no problem. And I'd love to do that again. That's what my goal is. And I'm getting there slowly. Like today I went shopping earlier and normally I'd hold on to the trolley and walk around like thinking of breaks and walk around the trolley. And I said to my husband, he can push the trolley. So I literally walked around on my own. I'm where I'm in the shops and I'm walking. I level with everything. It's great. Like it's silly thing of stuff. But I just keep pushing myself a little bit every day, you know, instead of like I try every day. Mm-hmm. Some days I do retire and go, oh, but I'm going to do it for my kids, as you said. Like I'm going to keep doing I'm going to get back to where I was and let them know that you never quit you keep trying no matter what you keep trying so that's what I'm going to try to tell them so. yeah and you're and you're living that it, I know you you've said it several times you don't want to you know you don't want to be a burden to your family and I know you know th- with MS so many people feel that that they're a burden um but the the flip side is watching um them watching you go through this journey, you've actually, you, you have this fear of being a burden, but you've been an inspiration because they've seen what hard work and dedication can, can yield. And also they are growing a compassionate heart and they are looking at the world through, through a different lens. And certainly that's something that they would never have, you know, been witnessed perhaps, you know, if they're both their parents were totally physically able to do everything, they would never have had that appreciation, you know, for yeah. life. So, um, Denise, thanks for joining me today. Would you have any parting words, um, perhaps to new people starting the MS gym, or maybe some other skeptics like you that said, "Why am I doing this seated exercise?" I know. Oh, for God's sake, I'm so great. Yeah, I'm a athlete. <laughs> Not, um, never give up. Trust the process, never give up and just keep doing it every day and it will eventually click with you and you will eventually go, oh yeah, now I get what you're saying. You won't get it straight away until it happens and you go, okay, now I get it. And now we understand it. So definitely, and definitely never give up. My goal in life is never give up. No matter how much you want to, just don't. (laughs) Keep moving, definitely. That's great. And that that's such that's such great advice that we can all take to heart, even with MS or not MS, right? Keep yeah, yeah. keep putting one foot forward, keep trying every day. So so thank you again, Denise. Um, and I wish you all the best in in your in your journey, in your walking. And um, I hope you do post a video sometime soon about you walking into town. Yes, definitely, hopefully. And thank you for having me. It's lovely to meet you. It's very nice to meet you too. Thank you. Do you want to give a voice to your own story or learn more about the MS Gym? You can check us out at the MSGym.com.